Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Friday, December 17th, 2021. Today is an exciting day of Within the Lines. That is because we are reviewing the movie we have been waiting for, for my entire life, Ty. I'll say it. Okay. Fuck yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home, starring Tom Holland, Zendaya, the guy who plays Ned. Don't know his name. Apologies, Ned. Great actor, though. And all those other Spider-Man villains. Um, and Doctor Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's Benedict not forget Cumberbatch. about him. Very much in this. Uh, Melissa Tomei. Aunt May. Happy Hogan's John Favreau. A lot of great guys. A lot of great, great gals. A lot of great actors. Look, this is going to be a spoiler-heavy podcast. It is going to be spoiler-heavy right off the rip. We are starting with Spider-Man. We will be finishing with Hawkeye Episode 5 talk and you know maybe talk a little bit about Episode 6. We're starting with Spider-Man. If you haven't seen it yet, come back. Listen to this podcast in a few days. Go watch the movie. It's great. As soon as our intro is done playing, spoilers. Like This is your spoiler warning. Please. Please turn this off. Yes. Um, without further ado, let's get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. I don't feel so good. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. I don't even know where to start, Ty, because there's a lot to digest from this movie. There's some future stuff we have to talk about, which we can talk about after we give our patent-pending movie review scale. Yes. I forgot the name because I'm so um, just bewildered. Um, we saw this last night, Thursday night, 7 p.m., didn't get the uh, the raucous theater I think I was looking for, but I mean there were some guys who were very excited, so I'll give them that. It was a smaller theater too, um, which was by design because yeah. our local cinema we cannot trust with their bigger theaters. Um, I'll probably go back and see this at IMAX at some point. Gavin wants to see it, and we said we would take him, so I don't know. Maybe we'll go see it in IMAX. First things first, I have to complain about the lady that was sitting next to me. Oh, okay. Um, on her phone the entire movie. Oh, brightness wasn't even really down. That's really kind of took me out of annoying. it. I would have been throwing real dirty looks. I was, and she just didn't care. And like her daughter kept getting up 
and like yeah. just looking over the railing and like she kept yelling at her and I was just like, dude. And my least favorite part, I mean, some of like the emotional scenes she was saying shit and then just like during the end, the second end credit scene, which was a again, we already said spoilers, which was a uh, a trailer for Doctor Strange 2. Yep. Just going full back to the future 2 on us. <laughs> Um, she was like yelling at her kids to be quiet or whatever while she was also being loud, but like yelling, yelling. And I was just pissed. I didn't like hear half the trailer. So whatever. Fantastic. And I don't know if that trailer is available online yet. Probably not. No, I don't think it is. So whatever. Fuck her. <laughs> That's the first thing I want to say. Cause this was okay. like, I mean, this was the best movie theater experience or, you know, my most anticipated, I should say since the pandemic. I mean, yeah, we talk about Godzilla and all that when it first happened, but like this was it. And with Omicron, I don't know the next time I'm going to go to the movie theaters because, A, they might be closed down. B, I'm just personally paranoid if I'm being honest with you. I'm a little bit of a sheep in that regard. So I don't know. (laughs) And she kind of ruined it. Well, fuck that person then, Jay. You're right. I don't know her, her, but fuck her. Fuck her. Yeah. Um, Now, we said we're getting straight into spoilers right after the the intro. Yep. So (laughs) there may or may not have been more Spider-Man in this movie. Oh, yeah. So obviously, Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield, they are back. Well, not back, back. They're they're back and back gone. Yeah, they're um, already gone, but they were back. They were in this film, as you know, we expected. I mean, it was some things were leaked. They didn't show them in the trailers. People were upset about it, and it was like, look, they're not going to go through the process of getting all these villains and getting Sony's permission without getting the two guys. Like, it just wouldn't have made a lot of sense. Um, that being said, I, I, I guess I could touch on that more in the plot slash story, but. They did it. They delivered for the fans. It was an awesome moment. Um, the reveal, I feel like, could have been a little bit cooler. Oh, 100%. Um, that was my one kind of nitpicking when it comes to the reveal is, I mean, and this is just we build these things up in our head. And, like, you know, like you even said, you know, the music. Like, I was expecting to hear, like, the Spider-Man 1 music, and then, you know, you see it's Toby or whatever. Yeah. But it wasn't. I mean, it was, you know, Ned finds out how to do a sling ring, and then it's Garfield is there. Yeah, he just walks in. And then the same thing happens with Toby. Um, Shout out to Marvel for using portals for reveals, though. <laughs> I know. Seriously, Doctor Strange portals. Um, and, I mean, Ned, he's a big storyline. We can talk about him more later. But it was cool, man. It was seeing, cool seeing them all three on screen. They were very self-aware. Um, they had, the, Of course, they were going to redo the pointing meme. They did that. But they, they yep. did the whole web shooter thing. You know, they did yep. touch on that, how Toby <laughs> shoots it out of his wrist and the other two don't. Um <laughs> And it, it was cool, and I, I mean, we'll talk about it more when we get into characters. I definitely do think one of these three, I mean, obviously it's Tom's movies, but one of Andrew and Toby actually kind of had some closure, and actually, like, they kind of completed his character arc a little bit in a movie that wasn't his, <laughs> whereas another one of them may have been there for the paycheck and, like, for the nostalgia, but that's okay. You that's know, okay. He was there. <laughs> so, um, uh, it was, I don't know, it was really good, like, banter, because, like, Spider-Man's supposed to have, like, the funny, witty yeah. remarks, and having three of them together, it was great. It was very entertaining. It was funny. Um, it was cool to see them all on screen. And just self-aware jokes, too. I mean, there was the thing about the web block, and, you know, Toby's like, yeah, I did, and I'm, he was just referencing his, you know, goth Toby phase, right, where he just couldn't get the... No, Spider-Man he, 2, where he couldn't shoot webs out of his hand. Right, that's right. And I think he said something, too, also about getting, like, having a weird phase or something like that. Okay, know? I believe um, it. <laughs> and then there was the, you know, there was, like, subtle jokes about, like, I know Andrew Garfield, like, his Spider-Man, he seemed like he didn't have as much confidence as the other two, which is his character, but there was also, like, a subtle line in there about him being Spider-Man 3 and, like, being the third yeah. guy because, you know, <laughs> kind of the only one that didn't get three movies. Like, they kind of subtly joked at that. Um, yeah, man. No, it was, it was cool. great. I, I really, they joked about, like, the villains they fought. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was like, yeah, I fought an alien. He's like, I, I fought a dude in like a metal rhino suit. <laughs> yeah, uh, black alien goo or whatever, which yeah. is Venom, um, which we could talk about that as well. Um, but they gave it to the fans. That's that's what they wanted, man. And that's I, what we wanted. I will say right off the rip, we get Daredevil like 15 minutes into the movie. So yes. unnecessary. Yeah, he didn't need to be in this, but they at least established that he's in this universe if they want to use him again. Yeah, that's all it was. They were like, yeah. okay, he's here. We just introduced Kingpin. Spoiler. Yeah, Hawkeye. I mean, we didn't, <laughs> but we did say we we're going to talk about Hawkeye. But yeah, um, they just introduced Kingpin, and then they're like, you know what? Let's fucking bring Daredevil into the mix too. Yeah, Same, man. Two days apart. Yeah, and I mean, they could always do future things with Daredevil. Um, it, it he didn't have to be part of this story. I know maybe some Spider-Man fans are mad, but like they would have felt so forced. Um, there was no Venom in this movie, as predicted. Shout out to all the people on Reddit who said I was an idiot for thinking Venom wasn't going to be in this movie. Even though I did say some absurd theories that didn't come true. Correct. Um, but that specific one I was right about. Look, they're saving <laughs> it for however they do it. They're going to do some sort of Venom Spider-Man movie. And I also, they didn't do the Sinister Six because that's what everyone was expecting is Venom would come in and there would be a Sinister Six. I think they're saving that. I think there's going to be a, a future Sinister Six with maybe a Venom. Um, you know, again, we're getting to the future stuff, but we can save that. We can save that. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, they really didn't even fight like all five against spider-man yeah. at any point yeah like it was like you know doc ock was good and the, i don't sandman threw off weird vibes because he was like chilling with him and then he wasn't yeah for sure jamie fox was by far the uh well actually no i don't know jamie fox felt like the most powerful but then green goblin willem dafoe he was like the main villain yeah which but, i felt was appropriate being the first on-screen spider-man villain yeah that's fair i did notice in the in the credits though jamie fox was like way higher than the other spider-man villains because it was like it was the main cast, and then Jamie Foxx, and then some other people, then the other villains, and it was like, he definitely levied for that. Like, that's some dumb shit an A-lister like Jamie Foxx does. Like, <laughs> you're listing me 10th? No. No, you're not. <laughs> okay. I'm fucking fourth build. Because I think he was. I think he was like fourth or fifth build, which is just funny. That's insane. Which, obviously, they saved the end for Tom, you know, for McGuire and with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, but. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to get into the scale? Is there anything else we need to touch on before we, I mean, the scale will kind of yeah, we'll, we'll talk keep, about the movie itself. We'll keep talking about it with the scale. First up, plot slash story. Jason, what did you give it? I'm glad you set me up instead of just saying your score because I don't want to know your score yet because the way I look at it, this is my lowest score. I'll say it. This is my lowest score. And quite frankly, I just, there's literally like no other room for us to potentially disagree about something, which our disagreements are always what makes good content um the rest of the scale it's just like we might have a one point difference here or there but maybe maybe even not um this is the only place where there might be some difference between us quite frankly i gave it a 14 Ooh, that's low yeah. explain yourself i look it was how they did it it was cool it was for the fans i i just don't know if i loved the whole like turning the villains good so they could go back to their own universe even though they were all taken away from their universe moments before their death. And like, it, it just, it, it felt like a weird way to do it. Um, which I, I get it. I mean, the, the, it was more the project itself and the, and the boundaries being crossed and wanting to give this to the fans more so than it was telling like a compelling villain story or like having some deeper meaning or anything. But I mean, it's tricky when you get, when you get into time travel and when you get into multiverse, those two things are tricky and Marvel, you know, like, they skirted around the time travel with some questions being raised. And, like, there was questions in this, too. Like, I, I didn't understand why the other Spider-Men were there. That was what, like, I understood why they helped because it's Spider-Man. You know, it's just his nature to help. Like, but, like, why they were there. You know what I mean? 
because it's like, oh, we're going to draw everyone that knows Peter Parker, and it just so happened to draw these five villains, but it didn't also draw Mary Jane or, you know, well, what's-her-name's dead, the other one, uh, Gwen Stacy. But, like, I don't know. I don't know why they were there. You know what I mean? And it just kind of, like... So I think the thing is it all centered around MCU Tom's Peter Parker and anyone in any universe who knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker, Peter Parker was Spider-Man, was affected, and some of them were drawn in. Yeah. I think that's the story making, you know, storytelling perspective of some of them have been trickling through yeah. to where we don't have to include every fucking buddy. Yeah, for sure. Who knows? The original Mary Jane could have just been chilling on a sidewalk <laughs> somewhere in New York this whole time. But I also didn't understand, like, why. So, like, all these guys got pulled moments before their death in theory. But then we got old man Toby and older Andrew, which they referenced it, too. You know, like, it wasn't like Toby just looked older, but he got pulled from his second movie. Like. No, it was an older Toby because he even had the line with, you know, Doc Ock, like, you know, trying to be better or whatever, you know, growing up and everything. Like, yeah, again, that shit's tricky. And I, I don't I'm not 14. I mean, again, I sometimes I look at this out of 10, like seven out of 10, still a good score. Um, it just sounds worse when it's 14 out of 20. But I, I thought it was what it had to be. I don't think it told like a I, I thought there was good character arcs and that that shows in my character score and everything. I just I don't know. I think story wise, it just it was. It was kind of a comic book mess, and there's kind of a ceiling with these comic book messes, and I expect it. And it, it's a comic book movie. It all doesn't have to make sense. But like I said, I feel like there is a, a certain ceiling when you deal with this kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, just throwing it out there. I gave it a 17. Okay. Because I you're viewing it from kind of like the whole overall type thing, which I, I don't disagree on your points. Um, but for me, it's from the perspective of the main character, which is Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And through this movie, you know, the whole thing about him fighting Doctor Strange and, like, it, it's always he puts everyone before himself. And that was a theme that, like, throughout this entire movie stayed true. Yeah. And, like, he's willing to do anything for anybody even if they fuck him over. Even if, you know, it's to his, you know, if it's worse for him, he'll still do it. And that's kind of the theme throughout the whole film. So you get that from the beginning of him being like, look, I'm going to go and cast a spell to help MJ and Ned. And, yeah. like, that's him putting them in front of him. And then Doctor Strange is about to send them back, and he finds out that, yeah, these guys are all villains and they're bad dudes, but they're going to go die, and that's, he doesn't want to allow that to happen. Yeah, for sure. So then he puts you know them in front of himself, ends up losing Aunt May because they fuck him over, which very emotional scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ends up losing Aunt May, and by the end, getting beat to shit, having this whole thing happen, everyone hates him, and then now no one even knows he exists and loses everything by the end of the movie. Which, I mean, I'll say that now since you brought it up. That, that, it's a weird premise that they forgot Peter Parker but didn't forget Spider-Man. Like, just, like, the Avengers. Like, so they know who Spider-Man is, but they don't know... Who's under the mask of Spider-Man. Which, I guess, Peter Parker, in theory, he wants to not... He doesn't want people to know who he is now, and they're 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 doing a, a soft reboot of the character. Yeah. I mean, that's what 100%. they're doing. They're going to the roots. But, again, it, like, I'm fine with it. I didn't knock it for this, but it is funny. Like, Happy Hogan sitting there like, yeah, I knew him through Spider-Man, like... It's just weird, like, when you think about it, like, which parts of their memory they almost have to lose and which parts they have to remember and how that could kind of maybe complicate the whole you forget Peter Parker, but you don't forget Spider-Man, which, I'm again, I'm fine with it. I'm not nitpicking it. Well, yeah, I mean, he's sitting there and, happy, you know, at the end, Happy Hogan's at the grave of Aunt May. Yeah. He's like, I knew him through Spider-Man. Be like, okay, continue. How? Yeah, like, the only way you would know her through Spider-Man would be because she's if Spider-Man's If you knew who aunt. Spider-Man was. Yeah, exactly. But, and then he was like, yeah, me too, and Happy wasn't like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you know his identity? Yeah. Um, I, I think, again, that's comic booky stuff. You, you kind of yeah, just I didn't accept it. it for that. Yeah. I, just, I think with the story, and again, I, I feel like a bad guy, Ty, but I, it's my score. Like, 
they had the way I looked at it is they had this ambitious idea of getting these guys together. And I felt like that was the main goal. And it was almost like we're going to kind of do the story second to kind of just fit it in however it works. You know what I mean? Like they almost kind of worked backwards. Like we want to get these guys. We want to get the other villains. We want to do the multiverse because, you know, as we know, Sony and Disney had their dispute. And this is what they settled on, you know. Um, does Sony make all the money box office from this? Is that how that works? I'm sure there's a split. Some um, sort of shit. So it was like, okay, this is what we want to do. Let's work backwards and do the story. And I thought they did a good job, you know, of making it make sense without it feeling like a commercial money grab, which, you know, people that give a, a rotten rating would say, like, you know, this made no sense. I thought it made sense. I thought it was good. I thought the character, you know, arc and development was good, which translates into the character score. You know, I just I, I think when I when I compare it to like some other more compelling MCU stories, I feel like that tell better overall stories. I don't know. Now I, you make me feel bad. <laughs> well, no, I, I I get what you're saying, but I just think there was there was more than just those three guys. I feel like the story was to kind of finish off this arc, this trilogy of Tom Holland's Spider Man, and I think the emotional moments with MJ and, and Ned were there. With Aunt May, I, I think that was all there, and he's a changed Spider-Man by the end of the movie because of the character arc that he goes through throughout it and putting other people first and, you know, basically having to give up everything to help the ones he loves. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I just feel like it was, again, 17, I've rated a lot of MCU stuff higher than that, um, but I think it was better than you're giving it credit for. Okay. I also like the, the fixing them instead of beating them. Um, that's yeah. fine. Cause I don't want him whipping like him, him fucking up Doc Ock with the nanotech kind of pissed me off. <laughs> Spider-Man struggled with that. In Spider-Man too. Yeah. Um, I also, I, what I liked about the story was I liked how they stuck to their guns and they didn't let MJ and Ned remember him. Yeah. Like real emotional scene, character growth there. But like this stuff doesn't mean as much if you just go back on it and maybe they go back on it in the future. Maybe they find each other somehow. I don't know. I don't know if Zendaya is going to come back. I don't know if she's done. I don't know if Ned's done, like, just in terms of the movies. I don't know. But they, they stuck with their guns. And in theory, if this if they were to not make any more Spider-Man movies, like, I don't think that's possible. Or not possible. I don't think that's going to happen because it's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. But if something happens, you know, contract disputes. You know, we've seen these franchises die before expected. They found a good landing point where if this is it, I hope it's not. But if this is it, like, I'm happy with it. You know, in my brain, I could just theorize that Tom Holland's slinging around. So yeah, and he's just no one knows who he is, so they can't call him up. Which he's going to be in Into the Spider Verse too. Come on now, eh. is that how they get him to the Sony Verse? Eh. You don't think they're going to do a, a animated Tom Holland? I feel like they would have done a it. little cameo. I feel like they would have done it the first time. I hope they do. But now they've they've cracked that seal. Okay, that'd be cool, man. I, be. Some people wanted Miles Morales in this, which. I get, but, I mean, that's kind of hard. There was, you know, the subtle joke for Miles Morales with Jamie Foxx. He was like, I was hoping you were black. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm sure there's black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Yeah, which total, you know, nod to Miles Morales. No, it was fun. I I love the way it ended because my biggest thing that I was pissed off with of the last (laughs) movie is that, like, part of it is him having a secret identity and no one knowing who he is and, like, they – 100% 100% just said fuck it in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And this, again, is like a the ended in a soft reboot way to where he's living on his own. He no longer has Stark tech. Like, he made that homemade made suit, suit, which looks yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Like it a lot. Yeah, which looks like the traditional comic yeah. suit. Yeah. Which is good. Which the first one he wore in Civil War was kind of like more of the comic suit, too. But this one was like more and more like the comic suit. More blue. Fuck yeah. Um, But it's him on his own with 
no help from the Avengers and shit, and it's going to be able to be more of an isolated Spider-Man story if they continue on. Which seems like they will. They set up in a post-credit scene, Venom. Yeah, we we could touch on that after the scale. Um, <laughs> we could also touch on the the complications of Doctor Strange. Old, like, does Doctor Strange remember he did the spell, but doesn't remember Peter Parker? What do you mean? Because like in the trailer, it was like you know they showed flashbacks of him doing the spell, and that's kind of what rips open the multiverse. Like, is he sitting there like? How did all this happen? Or does he remember that he did a spell that opened the multiverse, but he doesn't remember who he did the spell for? Yeah, probably. Or does he just pretend like he doesn't remember Peter, but he does? I'm assuming he just doesn't remember. He remembers he did a forgetting spell, and he was like, damn, I forgot who I did that for. <laughs> just fucking. Okay, that'd actually be pretty funny if they yeah. did it that way. I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> Visuals slash cinematography. I gave us a 20. Did you really? I did. For real, for real? For real, for real. I gave it a 17. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there's our three-point difference. I... <laughs> what? Why'd you give it a 20? Explain. I just really liked all the action. I thought Sandman looked like shit most of the movie. Look, I thought he looked fine. Compare him to 2007 Sandman. I mean, any any of these guys look way better compared well, yeah. to their old counterparts. But no, I, I thought I liked, I liked. thought the Doc Ock looked fine. I thought everyone looked fine. I didn't have any CGI kind of uh, complaints in that regard. But I don't know. They did some cool cool stuff too like they did like a first person scene like a little cut with tom he was like running or whatever it was first person they did like some slow-mo stuff some cool spidey-man stuff i don't know i mean this could just be me drinking the kool-aid here but i liked it i bumped it up to 18 the scene after aunt may dies where he's standing in front of the giant billboard and the the rain and shit well that too and like the lighting just like the fire of that scene and then you have him you know like you said sitting in front of the billboard you have the end scene where it's kind of like you know, the sky and the lighting, like, really set the atmosphere and the mood. And um, the Doctor Strange scene. Those are always cool as fuck. I'm pretty sure we didn't do Doctor Strange on Ooh. our scale. We didn't have it yet. But, like, th- that's why I like Doctor Strange because it had a lot of that shit. And this was cool as fuck. And I gave it a 20 I, for that. Hand up completely forgot about Doctor Strange. <laughs> I will go to 19. Okay, so I, can't give it a, too. <laughs> I can't give it a 20, but I'll go to 19. Okay. Because my favorite part of the last one was the Mysterio shit. Yep. And, like, that scene and having Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and having it, like, all fucking go wonky and then, like, Spider-Man beating Doctor Strange and that was pretty fucking sick. Mm-hmm. But I just loved how it all looked and, of course, like, it helps when you have a character who can just stick to whatever. So, like, he's going upside down and shit and he's just sticking to the wall. Yeah. And it just made everything look incredible. Yeah. I I really like the visuals on this. Maybe 20 is not justified. But, look, I they did some different stuff, too, like I said. Like, even, like, the, the final scene when he's fighting Green Goblin, he's just beating the shit out of him. Like, the... The viciousness of that scene, like, it almost, like, they didn't overdo it. Like, it was kind of just, like, a, literally a shot, him just beating the fuck out of him. Yeah. Um, You know, and stuff like that is, like, you know, it's sometimes you don't have to go over the top. But they And they did other stuff. Like, there was, like, the web slinging and everything. But then there was also the hand-to-hand combat. Spider-Man hit a Batista bomb. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he did. It was fucking sick. <laughs> just fucking, like, <laughs> jumped over him, hit a fucking Batista bomb on his ass. Um, I liked it. I liked the 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 cinematography in terms of just the, the actual combat and i like the uh the visuals i mean it's a fucking huge budget movie I, I will say the fighting scenes and stuff are really good i i think i probably gave points to that somewhere else um i i can't go any higher but sandman I, he didn't look good he just didn't but alfred molina and william defoe looked great with the de-aging technology william defoe's pretty old but it's okay what do you mean he looked pretty old still well yeah but like obviously there's cgi going on his face and shit you think so? I still think you look pretty fucking old. <laughs> I mean, Alfred Molina, 100%. I'm yeah. assuming they did for William Dafoe. Maybe not. But I think they both looked fine. Um, I didn't have any complaints there. I think all the fight scenes were a lot of fun and unique on um, each one. Mm-hmm. I 
I'm a little disappointed that the black suit Spider-Man just happened to be Spider-Man wearing his suit inside out. <laughs> That's, that was a visual thing that I saw and yeah. was upset about, so okay. I can't give it a 20. Okay. I know. You thought it was a strange suit, a Doctor Strange suit. Yeah, I thought they were like, they were fucking collabing. <laughs> <laughs> Key elements tied. In my humble opinion, there is one score and one score you only you could give this. Yeah, it's 20. A four. That's 20. Yeah, they fucking played the hits, man. They they uh they gave the fans what they wanted. They they gave them three Spider Men. They gave them all the villains. They gave them the multiverse. They got fucking Tobey Maguire to come back. Andrew Garfield. They pulled this fucking crazy ass project off, and they did it, man. Yeah, they fucking did it. It's everything, and it's not just the three Spider Men. But as you were touching on earlier, kind of like Andrew's character being able to like redeem himself yeah. and like shit from their Spider Man movies, like continuing on in this film. Yeah, even Toby, where I, I feel like Toby's character might not have had that kind of closure. Again, we'll get to characters, but like the Andrew Garfield's character almost had Spider-Man, almost had like a, com- a finished character arc. Um, because again, I haven't seen this amazing Spider-Man movies. That's gonna make me look horrible. People terrible. listening to this, Fucking but terrible. from what I've read, is like he always did feel a little incomplete. Like there was like something else there for him. Toby, he, he like he's also kind of incomplete because there was a fourth movie planned. Um, <laughs> they didn't really complete anything with Toby, but they used Toby to help kind of be a catalyst for Tom. So they at least used him in that regard. They used him more as like the the older, wiser Spider-Man because like yeah. even in the things like it's it's so implied that he's continued on being Spider-Man all these years, and like he's the one who guides him and stops him from killing Goblin at the end. Yeah, and like they use him to help the other character. Well, Andrew just kind of, like, continues his story. Yeah, for sure. Which, I have a question. Does Tom just not have Uncle Ben? So, like, he he's a person? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, Because, like, he has the suitcase in Far From Home that's it's Uncle Ben's initials on it. Yeah, because, you know, they're both talking about that's what Uncle Ben said, you know, before he died. And Aunt May obviously dies in this one. There's gardeners. I don't know if our mics are picking that up. Um, excuse them if they are. Um but I don't know. I know they're doing the Disney Plus show, though. That's supposed to be, like, the origin story of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I think it's animated. It um, is. So it'll be interesting to see what they say there because that's going to be canon, you know, in theory. So Yeah. And I, I will say I appreciate that because, like, everything about this Spider-Man has been, like, people pissed off. There's no Uncle Ben. He's Iron Boy Jr. and everything. <laughs> and they kind of used it in a different way where it's, like, it's always Uncle Ben who, like, says the line and is the impactful death. Yeah. But they made it Aunt May this time. Mm-hmm. which i mean maybe hot aunt may too that, let's not forget it's fair um, <laughs> but maybe it's it's you know we'll find out if uncle ben had anything to do with it but this feels kind of like the next chapter for spider-man after this movie yeah and they used aunt may as that catalyst to like truly become spider-man yeah um which i appreciated now i'm gonna sound bad i've watched amazing spider-man a handful of times it's not my favorite mm-hmm. i feel like his uncle ben also dies <laughs> and he just doesn't bring him up and chooses Gwen's death to be more important than his uncle's death. Well, he did say that's what Uncle Ben said when he died. Okay. They both said that at the same time or whatever. Okay. But yeah. I, it was an emotional moment where um, Tom's character was like, you guys don't know what I'm going through. And everyone in the theater just kind of wants to chuckle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> guy. <laughs> they know exactly what you're going through. Um, what's more emotional? Spider-Man 1, Uncle Ben scene or Aunt May Uncle scene spider-man one uncle Ben's okay it's fucking heartbreaking i was hoping you weren't no it's the most heartbreaking shit bias it it was the first one to do it yeah it's always going to be a little bit more like and those films are so like more raw and less comic booky because when they were made yeah like you get more emotion out of it yeah and um it was a very emotional scene and they did well like i I, I had no problem with the scene but like 
it, you knew she was dying. You know what I mean? Like just by what was happening. And like, and then she says the line. It's like, okay, she's about to die. Whereas when I saw Spider-Man one as a kid for the first time, I was like, so I will say when she gets fucking laid out by the glider mm-hmm. and then stands back <laughs> up, I was, those. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed. I was like, this is such a fucking Marvel thing to do to just let Aunt May survive that for no fucking reason. I was like, she should be dead right now. And then she falls over. And I was like, <gasps> The fact that she got up, though. Incredible. She said, I eat those, and then dies. She does not eat those. Um, <laughs> I was, I was going to be pissed if she survived it. I'll be honest. Yeah, I would have been a little upset, too. But it just built on the fact that this is, you know, it was an emotional, you know, finale to this first trilogy for him. And I appreciated that. Yeah. Like I said, 20 key elements. They gave the fans what they wanted. Any Spider-Man fan is, you know, uh, Riley asked me, is this the greatest Spider-Man movie you've ever seen? Or is this just the greatest Spider-Man? And my answer was, objectively, yes subjectively as a kid i feel like i liked spider-man 2 more than than i liked this one but i don't know this one has give me a video game and we'll see yeah i just <laughs> in key elements the the there's so many little moments that i appreciate a lot in this yeah because i mean we're still here fuck it yeah um I, the the iron spider fight with doc ock where they both have four <laughs> robotic arms fighting yeah pretty fucking cool yeah pretty fucking cool <laughs> Um, that, the, the web swinging, like you said, where like all three of them are swinging around the Statue of Liberty and like, there's one where he like webs the other two Spider-Man and pulls them. Yeah. And it's like a, like a triple Spider-Man. Like they've been practicing this all week somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just, there's so many little moments and shit like that throughout this whole film where it's just like that perfect little touch of Spider-Man-iness. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and like even some of the stuff I've seen people complaining about, like I know people were complaining in the trailer when they were making fun of Doc Ock's name and they were laughing about it. I saw a tweet about that last night and like someone's like, you know, they were making fun of people like, oh, they're, they're disrespecting the character. And then they posted a, a, a actual comic of like Spider-Man making fun of Doc Ock's That's name what he in does. the comic. Yeah. He makes fun of all of his fucking villains. Yeah. Like some people just want it to be. A very small amount of people wanted to be super serious with Spider-Man. Like, just this, that's just not what Spider-Man is. Even though this movie did have its serious elements, which leads me into characters, tie. I think you're going to give a higher score than this, and this is just because how I did the category. How I do the category, I should say. Based on how I interpret the character's score, this is the highest I think I could have given it. And that's a 17. Because once I okay. get to the 18 to 20 range, that's like Oscar, like those kind of performances. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just the way I do the category. So I apologize. So I gave it an 18. Okay. Um, I, I think that having the multiple Spider-Man was fantastic. Yeah. I think all of the villains were very intriguing in their own little way, though. William Defoe was fantastic in this movie. Lizard was whatever. Lizard, just to be just to He was no, <laughs> unnecessary. He was a lizard. He was the one villain where I thought for sure they weren't bringing back the original actor because just no one would care. They yeah. did. They I, did bring him back. Yeah. I mean, they didn't need to. Like, At they all. They didn't even have to show the actor. No. They could have just given the serum and then cut away. Yeah. <laughs> could have just been smoke and then never show him show again. Show his hand. Like, show a hand, a human hand, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I think Tom was incredible in this film. Like, really, yeah. really, really good. His best performance, probably. Yeah. Um, Andrew and Toby were good. Toby Toby was there. Yeah. And, and that's just. I'll reserve my comments. He was there. Until you're done. Andrew was fantastic. Yeah. I fucking love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and the villains were good. Zendaya was fantastic. Um, I think in her emotional moments and shit, she was really good. And for me, it was just the, the overall of having all these different Spider-Man, all these different Spider-Man characters and no one outside of one kind of disappointed me in their performance. Who's that outside of one? Tobey Maguire. 
Yeah. He just see. Yeah. He was there. <laughs> he was there. Um, and like maybe there's a reason he hasn't made much of a career outside of those Spider-Man movies. You know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> like not to be a dick, but no, he just like look. He's older. He hasn't done it and since twenty years. He hasn't been this character, and he he's a different person in an now. Movie and very long. Um, I mean. Random Rotten Tomatoes score is his last movie. I'm not going to tell you what that is. It's I don't even an have an animated guess. movie though. Okay. Um, it's you know the movie, but yeah, I don't blame you for not knowing off the top of your head. Um, it's a pretty funny movie too. The thing, like just him to be in it. But yeah, he was he was there, and he was like, it's not like the acting was bad. It, it's just, and I, I think it's just because you know he Toby. I love Tom, and Tom can go make ten movies, and he's going to be a whole new generation Spider Man. But Toby's always going to be my Spider-Man. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So I think just that expectation mixed with, like, when he comes in and, like, kind of bringing back down to earth. Like, okay, this guy hasn't done this in a long time. He's, like, the old Spider-Man. Like, he doesn't really need to – he didn't have to be, you know – Andrew Garfield, you know, his character benefited from that kind of closure, whereas Toby, like, didn't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he didn't at all. And he was just there. And, and don't get me wrong, his nostalgia pop was much larger than Andrew's. Oh, yeah. And there's a reason they introduced Andrew first, and then it was like, okay, and now here's the big one. Yeah. But I, I think the character moments and the acting stuff, it, it's nitpicking. I'm fucking glad he was in this movie. It was fantastic to see him in this movie yeah. as Spider-Man again. And there was emotional moments that he did great in, but mm-hmm. it was not really reliant upon him acting. Yeah. Just him catching the glider and being that guy. Yeah. Like, it, sure. it was fine. There for was sure. funny banter moments between all three of them. But Tom and Andrew were very clearly the funnier of the two and better comedic <laughs> yeah. actors. Yeah. Um, and, and that just showed. But Toby had like a dry humor sense to him more y- so than Yeah, 100%. Um, but they were all good. I enjoyed everyone in this film. Alfred Molina was fantastic. William Defoe was really good. Jamie Foxx just not playing the same character. <laughs> but really good. Was he not? I Like I said, I haven't seen The Amazing Spider-Man. The second one, bad. like, the thing with him is he's, like, this really, really, really socially awkward, has, like, a fucking fake comb-over glasses. Yeah. Fuck, like, super awkward, super non-charismatic character. Yeah. And then, like, he, like, is obsessed with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's just Jamie Foxx with his cool haircut being jacked. <laughs> yeah. Like, just completely different character. But... It was fine. Yeah, which in theory he was pulled out from, you know, right before he died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was really good in this, too. He had a few lines that were very funny. Yeah. Like, when he realized that he was about to die, like, there in the chamber, and he was like, no, I was fighting him, and he overcharged you. Oh, shit, I was about to die. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was just fucking, he was funny. Um, yeah, in terms of characters, though, my, my take on it is I really liked the character arc of Tom, and this is other people's complaints, and it's probably my complaint a little bit, too, is he... He's never felt like, you know, there's always the whole thing like Tobey Maguire was a really good Spider-Man, but Andrew Garfield was a really good Peter Parker. And like Tom's been good as both, but like there was, I don't know, there's, I think it's the way they did the story and, you know, Iron Boy Jr. and everything. He never felt like, I don't know, he just, it just felt different, you know, and in this he has a character arc that feels more grounded, more like Spider-Man. They soft rebooted him, obviously, so I'm very excited to see how long he continues to do it and kind of honing in on those true roots but even the end scene when mj and ned don't remember him and he goes you know to reveal himself and doesn't that fucking shit was heartbreaking man 100 percent. it was heartbreaking and like it, it just it felt i don't know i liked him a lot more in this movie and i still liked him in the other movies don't get me wrong but i liked him as peter parker slash spider-man in this movie you know he starts getting filled with rage and everything like i don't know i really i really liked it again andrew garfield had his redemption moment saving mj kind of completing his character arc you know, the whole time kind of like 
like uh, like I said, they joked about him being Spider Man three, but like the character itself is kind of self doubting and everything the whole time, and like he kind of had his arc. Green Goblin was fantastic, um, you know, taking the, the from the Spider Man one really, but taking those elements of Peter Parker and trying to spin it. You know, he always wants to help everyone else. He's the good guy, classic comic book stuff. But you know, yeah. Aunt May is the reason you're in this mess. You know, I'm going to kill her. It's a favor for you. Like, and just like, he's fucking getting punched in the face and laughing like the fucking Joker. Like, <laughs> he was, Willem Dafoe was really, really good in this. Um, Alfred Molina was <clears throat> fine. He was, I, I, I don't like that they turned him good so soon. And like, they restricted his arms. And he was kind of just like a non-factor in that regard. He was a puppet through most of it. Yeah, but i get it i get it but um, he does come and save the day at the end though and kind of yeah. stops electro yeah like they had that turn and have him working with spider-man yeah yeah for sure um but it really comes down to tom holland's kind of the character arc and the future of the character and the performances were emotional and it's just like now more than ever i feel like we have like a legit legit spider-man since the fucking amazing spider-man movies you know what i mean i'm excited to see what they do moving forward as long as there's not future contract disputes and they have to stop making these movies <laughs> no yeah and and i think i've said this on the pod before but like my favorite mcu spider-man is civil war yeah and him in that because he's so fucking spider-man-y that's the most yeah where he's yeah he feels the most like the character and like in his movies like they're good movies and i enjoy them a lot but he just doesn't feel all the way there and this yeah. one he does yeah, for sure. And seeing him in that new suit at the end, like a classic Spider-Man suit, gets me really excited for them using this character moving forward. Yeah, and like, I know they're probably going to do some, Ven again, I'm talking about the future, I said we'd wait, but I know they're going to do some Sinister Six shit and some Venom shit. Like, I just want to see him in a nice grounded story. And I think that's why, like, in reflection, I gave Far From Home, uh, No Way Home a pretty good score. I, I do think I like Homecoming a lot more. I think No Way, or Far From Home, Far From Home is the second one. I, I The second one's definitely my third favorite of the three, just because, like, the, the way the story was with, you know, the, the Mysterio and everything. I want something more grounded for Spider-Man. I don't need him in space next movie. I don't need him, like, just let him fucking fight Venom in New York or something. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't I, have to be multiverse saving the universe. Like, give me a grounded Spider-Man story. I really, really hope after introducing Kingpin that it's going to be a Spider-Man Kingpin, where it's just, like, a really smart, rich dude and not, like, crazy superpowers going to space. Yeah. Very grounded. He's broke now, so he has no resources that he had before. Yeah. That feels like a good villain for him to take on. And that's the other thing, too. He's, he's like, there's been struggles in the movies, but, like, he's always had the Stark tech or, you know, Tony's always there. Like, yeah, it's it's been great. I like all the movies, you know. And, again, no way far from home. I gave, like, an 88. But I don't know. I want I want, I want this. This is going to be a positive change moving forward. Yeah. I, I really so enjoyed this movie. better. I really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed all the characters. I loved what they did with this character and the other ones in it, yep. um, which leads me to enjoyment, Jay. I gave it a 20. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I was on 19 and just talking about it more no, and more. I, I, I want to go see it again right now. Yeah, it was it was fun. It played the hits. It's rewatchable. Every Spider-Man fan's going to love it. It's just fun, man. It's a, it's a fun movie. The fact that they pulled it off, you know, I've said it before. Like, I, I, the reason I got into the MCU, I wasn't a big comic book fan as a kid, is because the mystique of pulling all these superhero togethers in one universe. And this was, like, this was a different version of that, where it's like they kind of did the impossible and set their differences aside and gave the fans something they wanted, which is so fucking rare, you know. And I get people hate on this kind of cinema, blah, blah, blah. But it was fucking awesome, man. Yeah, and it's not only giving the fans what they wanted, but it's it's – Making a good movie filled with fan yeah. service. Yeah. Because, like, as much as I love Endgame, some of the fan service stuff is what kind of made me not love it as much as Infinity War. 
what do you mean by that? So like Endgame, like the the over the top time travel and, and some of that shit kind of deteriorated it because it was, it went away from telling that wasn't a good really story. The fan, I would say the fan servicey stuff was like the whole end forty five minutes, which is the best part of the movie. Well, no, I love that part. I'd so. say the fan service helped the movie, but the movie around it was a little bit more clunky. Okay. To go with your argument that they made a, a better movie in this, whereas Infinity War had the fan stuff and was like a really good movie. Okay. Kinda, I don't know. Just a lot of complaints on like a lot of critic stuff is be like that it was just too focused on fan service. This one wasn't. It blended it together very nicely. You think Endgame? I thought the fan service was the best part, like the whole end scene. I don't think the time travel is really like fan service personally. Well, I think going back to like former moments and shit's kind of fan servicey yeah. and seeing like the Battle of New York from a different perspective and I I don't know. You know kinda, we haven't done Endgame on our pod. What? We haven't done Endgame on our scale. I thought it came out while we were... No. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, we've done Infinity War, but not Endgame. Maybe we gotta... Do... If we're ever out of ideas, maybe we'll just fucking... <laughs> that feels like a miss. I would say just without doing it, probably like high 80s for me. Because I still love it. Don't get me fucking wrong. Yeah, the visuals great, are great. great the moments movie. are great. That last... Well, Infinity War is the better movie overall. I think the last 45 minutes or so of Endgame... Maybe not the last 45, but that 30-minute chunk, the final battle, like... That's the the most excited I've ever been in a theater. Like even more so than Spider Man. Like it was just fucking awesome. Yeah. Cap getting the fucking the, the Milner. That's still the biggest pop ever, man. That I've that I've heard. It's it's it, yeah. I don't think anything will match it. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> um, if we had a bigger theater, maybe it would have when Toby showed up. If they did a cool reveal, they should have done a cool reveal. Yeah. That was the difference. The Captain America reveal, you get the fucking hammer thrown. You're like, where's and it then going? It comes back and he catches it, and it's like, oh shit. Whereas like. It, it was like a slow burn. Like, I almost wish it would have just happened like that. You know what I mean? Because he does the sling ring, and you see Andrew Garfield, and you know it's not Tom's suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of just like, oh, oh, oh. Like, it would have been cool if it was just like, you know what I mean? It's literally they showed him at the end of a hallway, and he just walks towards you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. I mean, the the intro with Andrew was very, like, funny with them throwing the bread and shit. Yeah. He's like, that's, that's not really how that works. I don't know how they could have done it. Maybe, like... MJ, I'm think I think it's fine with MJ and Ned them revealing themselves to MJ and Ned first. I don't know, maybe they leave the house to go find Tom or something. Something happens and you just see a wet like this is just literally stealing the hammer scene, but you just see the web fucking like grab something near them and it's like oh it's Tom near them, you know what I mean? And then it shows and maybe it's both of them. Maybe Toby and Andrew have already found each other and they both come into the scene at the same time yeah i think um i think they could have done it where it's mj and ned have that box yeah so obviously there's a target on him and like you have goblins show up at the house or at something. the house to try and take the box and then you see like a web or something to like stop Maybe them not goblin save goblin scene so lizard. someone else yeah Give lizard lizard shine <laughs> and there's a, like a web like he gets webbed or something and you're like oh shit tom's here and then it cuts and it's not tom it's the other spider-man there to save the day and save mj and ned you get a web he gets like webbed to the wall but then you get another web, and it's like, so there's like two webs. Oh, and fuck. It cuts, and it's both of them. Yeah. That'd be sick. That would have been a sick-ass pop. That'd be great. Much better than the walking down hallway. <laughs> it's uh, still great, though. I mean. No, yeah. I loved it. They and should it, hire us, but it's still great. Uh, and I, ha- I have to feel like for, like, on set, that had to have been a fucking dream come true for both Tom and Andrew. Yeah. Because, like, they both grew up watching Toby. And, like, that was their Spider-Man, and that's the person that, like, probably inspired them as, as much as, like, all the fans and stuff. And so, like, to get to play that character with him on set yeah. for Andrew had to have been awesome. And then for Tom with both of them had to have been fucking incredible. And for Toby, he got another paycheck finally. Yeah. So. <laughs> First time in a few years. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It had to have been really cool, and it was awesome to see on screen. What's your final score, Ty? My final score, I, I lost it. 94 out of 100. 
That's up there. That's fucking up there. I gave it a 91. 91 out of 100. Final score, 92.5. Spoiler alert, that's really fucking high. Yeah, it's tied, it's tied in our Mount Rushmore. Oh, with 1917. I'm fine putting Spider-Man No Way Home on the Mount Rushmore. 1917 could be slightly off. Okay. Well, you're the one who you gave it a worse score than you did 1917. Look, that one shot in 1917, man. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> now, this movie was absolutely incredible. Um, I I spelled spider wrong. Yeah, I, yeah I was about to fix that. <laughs> um, I Again, I would recommend it and tell you to go like go um, watch it. But if you're, if you're here. This deep in the pod, you've already seen it. Yeah. yeah if don't, not. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. You're a madman. Because this is such a good first viewing experience when you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm so glad they didn't reveal the other Spider-Men. So glad. Now, I will say, I'm kind of pissed about the leaks and everything coming out and us basically know it. Because that reveal in the hallway, in the the portal, would have been so much better if we didn't get any first looks and we really didn't know. I think even without the leaks, though, we knew because the villains were in it. Like, that was my mindset. I think that I had a feeling... But you never really know, and seeing the leaks and seeing them all on set and seeing it over and over and over again, you just knew, and it was like, okay, when are they going to show up? Whereas if I really wasn't sure if they were going to show up, that would have yeah. been fucking incredible. Because, like, the second you see Andrew, I'm like, oh, there he is. Like, that, that's yeah. the fucking, he's finally, like, this is where they joined the movie. Whereas, like, I could have been like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And, like, the oh shit surprise would have been incredible. So fuck people who leak stuff. Because I have no self-control. I'm going to look. <laughs> Now, I told you I may have gotten a spoiler before the movie. Um, the spoiler I thought I got was our, our high school, I'll say friend, Mark Vasquez tweeted, I can't believe they killed Tom. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like I muted like Holland, Garfield, McGuire, Toby. I didn't mute Tom for whatever yeah, that's reason. A, that's a mistake on you. Um, and I was like, is he fucking around or does Tom Holland really die? Because part of me like thought like Mark is the kind of guy that fucks around like that. But like part of me was like, what if they do? Like what if they didn't get new agreement for this character and they kill him off? That would have been fucking wild. But they didn't. No, they didn't. (laughs) He also tweeted out, can't believe they brought Iron Man back. We checked his Twitter. Oh, did he really? Yeah, and we were like, I wonder which one Jay saw, because I feel like he would know better if he saw the Iron Man one. I don't know. I thought he might have came back this movie. (laughs) Yeah, we went and checked afterwards, because I remembered that. (laughs) That's funny. Um, 92 and a half, that's a great score. Uh, Let's take a quick break, and then we will uh, talk about some of the future stuff, and then we'll talk about about Hawkeye Episode 5. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Okay, future stuff, Ty. Um, yep. Where to start? Where to start? I guess we'll start with the end credit scene. First end credit scene, we have Tom Hardy in the MCU. Yep. Everyone in Reddit that shit on me when I said that Venom is not going to be in, in the MCU because it's Sony's character. He's not going to be in this movie. 
um, we're probably laughing. Like, fuck that guy. See, he is in the MCU. Talk, learning about Spider-Man, everything to happen in the MCU. And then he goes back to his universe. <laughs> Instantly. Yeah. Just the biggest <laughs> wasted... Like, I guess it works just to drop off a symbiote in the MCU. Like, the post-credits scene of, oh, shit, he's in the MCU. And then the very next movie, the post-credits scene of, oh, shit, he's not in the MCU (laughs) anymore. Just a very odd decision. Which which is the question is, like, so he leaves a, a little drop of the symbiote, you know. Which, again, the symbiote is like a sentient being. It knows, like, it has that, that... What did they said? Like the hive mind. That's probably like how it knew that kind of shit and yeah. why it got pulled in. Yeah. Why? That's like that's a living being. People don't just leave there. Like you didn't get Toby's finger left in the MCU. Yeah, but it was a little drop. I don't know. The little drop happened when it fucking got on. You know, Cletus Cassidy or whatever. Like okay. it, the symbiote, they could do whatever the fuck they want. That shit it's makes fine. no sense sometimes. But the question is, like, so are we not getting a Tom Hardy, Tom Holland? thing going on i yeah i'm gonna go with no is there gonna be a venom in the mcu which doesn't like why would sony just give them that character to use like that doesn't make a lot of sense for sony like to have two venoms you know what i mean now some theories is flash thompson you know doing agent venom or whatever it is um fuck i don't know maybe it's a danny football what is his name the, Danny Football, the guy, the bartender oh, who was the guy from Ted Lasso. Yeah, maybe he becomes <laughs> fucking Venom. Um, which, if he was in this, he's a somewhat big name actor now. I would assume that if they do do this, he's probably going to get the symbiote in the future just to transfer it to someone else. Like he's not going to be the villain, but you think he'll be like a like a staging point for Venom? Yeah, whenever they if they do do this, like in the, whenever they do it in a future movie, that symbiote will attach to him, which will then attach to someone else. And then he'll be out of it. Like he'll he won't matter at all, but he'll be the the raver from you okay. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, Venom 2. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I really don't want it to be Flash. I wanted Tom Hardy and fucking Tom Holland, dude. Yeah, but because like if they do Flash, he's just so not intimidating. That's why he gets the symbiote and he is intimidating. But still, like he's not. Like it's almost like a ha-ha when Venom, like if they have like the Venom movies Venom with mm-hmm. him inside, it just doesn't work the same. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'd love a black suit Spider-Man story yeah, the told. Yeah, symbiote could also get to him, yeah. And I think that's how you get, like, the the actual Venom, where it's got, like, the fucking Spider-Man logo on the chest. Yeah. And ends up hating Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Which is probably what they're gonna do. And, I mean, we haven't got an Eddie Brock in the MCU. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, now that J. Jonah Jameson doesn't know Peter Parker's identity, forgot about him. He hires him to the Daily Bugle, and we get an Eddie Brock See, thing there. I don't, I don't know if Sony wants to do that, though. Like, just from a business standpoint, like, it, that doesn't make sense for them because they still do hold the cards. You know what I mean? It's not like Disney can do it and they have no say. Like, no, Sony has the say, you know? So maybe – so maybe here's a theory. I don't know. Maybe the symbiote gets on Peter, and, you know, they do the whole thing. True Venom comes out, and because it's a multi-dimensional being or whatever he said, Hex Mind, somehow – that pulls Peter into the the Tom Hardy universe somehow. You're just somewhere. trying to get him out of the MCU. And it's not. I gonna am happen. because it doesn't. It's make, not going to happen. It doesn't make sense for him to be in the MCU anymore. It just doesn't. It doesn't. But also, he still is. And, and I, I feel I, like that's part of the, like the characters, that history and story. And with MJ and Ned still being in the MCU, he's going to be connected to those characters. I no don't know what. though if they don't like it. They could, this could have very well been them writing him off unless they want to do some Hobgoblin stuff in the future. I mean, he um, does know magic now. <laughs> yeah, which they did tease that. Which so does Doctor Strange remember Ned being able to do magic? Hundred percent. So he could be in Multiverse of Madness as well. Um, <laughs> Ned becomes the new sorcerer. That'd be Spree. incredible. No, that's Wong. Um, <laughs> no, but if, like 
it's just like I they could write those characters off if they don't want to do any future plans with them. And I just I, I, I personally I would much rather see him in this Tom Hardy Venom universe doing a movie with Venom and then doing some sort of Sinister Six movie, you know, with you know like the Morbius trailer. We talked about it last night. Like the Morbius trailer has fucking Michael Keaton in it, assuming that's his role from Homecoming. They talk about Venom, so it's the Venom universe. Like they didn't find out who Venom like Morbius isn't gonna be in the MCU, you know yeah. what I mean? So like how does Michael Keaton get there? No fucking. And that's the, that's the thing is like is did something happen where I don't know. I I don't know. There it's going to be weird how they explain. It. That's why I, I thought what they were going to do was anyone who knew Peter Parker like originally get they get put in new universe, you know what I mean? And that's how I thought they would explain keeping MJ around and Ned around and you know, you could just the Avengers like they just don't count whatever, you know, they could say that it's comic book shit. And now it's like, I don't know how they do it because, yeah, he's still in the MCU, but, like, they're kind of setting up all the Sony properties or maybe it's just a red herring, Michael Keaton being in it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I think that they used this movie to explain, like, that Spider-Man has other villains and other things. Yeah. But there was never, like, a crossover. I mean, I guess the Spider-Man themselves are a crossover of, like, different versions of the same character in the different universes. Yeah. So they could just have him playing a different version of Vulture in that universe. Bring yeah. him back for that character, but now in this universe instead of the MCU universe. Yeah, that's a good point because he's not in jail. So yeah, so they could be like, we well, like your portrayal as um, Vulture, unless they had a future, you know, plan to do it with Spidey. I think, and and not only that, too, the the, the fact that there's a Spider-Man poster. Yeah, exactly. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, and it's Tom Holland Spider-Man. No, it? it's it's Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, is it really? It's oh, the shit. Raimi suit, and it's literally a screen grab from the PS4 Spider-Man game. Oh, shit. Well, but we do know they like to tweak shit. I mean, they tweaked the fucking Spider-Man trailer. That could be a completely different poster. Yeah. You know? it, it could be. It, um, I, I don't know. I That's feel why like Morbius it, is now the next must-see movie for us. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if they connect it or, or what they do. I Well, the, the benefit here is... They don't have to take Tom out of the MCU full-time. I know you said I want him out of the MCU, and it does kind of make more sense for him to be in the Sony thing. They've opened this universe multiverse box. They could find a way to get him back and forth. Like, it's comic books. You know what I mean? Like, Sony could use him for a movie, and then if they have a team-up movie in the future in the MCU, you know, they're doing Multiverse of Madness. Who knows what the result of that is? Maybe Multiverse of Madness opens up some fucking interdimensional thing where whatever, you know, happens. And maybe in that movie, Tom gets put in the other universe. Like, maybe that's the end credit scene is like, Tom gets the symbiote and somehow, and then somehow gets put in the other universe. Yeah, that's possible. Boom, and theory. then the symbiote leaves him, goes on to Eddie Brock. Boopity boop 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 theory. Fire. Symbiote gets on Tom on Spider Man and credit scene of Doctor Strange. Wait, but does the spell work forever? I was gonna say since he got the symbiote and vet, then technically Tom Holland would have part of another universe on him, so he would get pulled into the other universe because the spell would be like, oh shit. But no, because then in theory, the symbiote, a sec, a sec, the second it gets on Danny, I love football, football is life guy, he would just get sucked in the, into the other universe. Yeah, too. I don't think it's forever, because that just means, like, Peter Parker's like, hi, I'm Peter. And the guy's like, fuck, and he just ghosts away. <laughs> well, no, the, He wouldn't be able to introduce himself to not, anyone ever. Not that he knows Peter Parker, but that the symbiote is part of another universe, so once it takes a human body on him, it gets sucked into that other universe, you know what I mean? Because then it realizes, like, oh, shit, you don't belong here. The spell does. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I, I I don't know which direction they go. I think Multiverse of Madness might answer some questions in that regard. Because, Maybe. Like, yeah. They set up the symbiote, but then they did the, the trailer for Doctor Strange 2, you know, which is second end credit. Incredible. Full trailer, second end credit scene. Um, And that was for a reason. So, 
who knows? You know, they could very well do a a an MCU based end credit scene with Wanda or whoever and blah blah blah, and then a second end credit scene that explains Spider Man getting to a different universe potentially. You because of multiverse of madness. Okay, I, I'm realizing something. Yo, it didn't say Spider Man will will return in the post credit scenes. It didn't. It usually almost always does. I feel like we're probably gonna have a Spider Man break. Yeah. Which is upsetting because it says Doctor Strange will return. Tom Holland was crying after watching the movie. And this is the you know, it completed the trilogy, so this could be a pause. We'll tell a college story arc in like five years. Pause. We'll do all these villains and then figure it out then. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, that's why I said like if they're for some reason they don't make another Spider-Man movie, this at least is a good a decent, rap. Yeah. They could very well. This wouldn't be very popular, but they could recast Spider-Man again. You know what I mean? Like. We could have Tom Holland Spider-Man living in the MCU, and we always know he's in the background. He Maybe he doesn't show up in any of the future movies, but we we know he's there, and they reference him, whatever. You know what I mean? And then in the Sony-verse, because it's a different universe, they have Sp- – like, their Spider-Man emerges. You know what I mean? Eddie Brock learns about Spider-Man, and now he wants to find his universe as Spider-Man or some bullshit. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the MCU goes the Miles direction. Tom Holland, like, that's his trilogy. They introduce Miles Morales. He becomes the second Spider-Man. And then we get like a Tom Holland cameo in that. I see. I don't know if the MCU has any more Spider Man. I, I I just just because how Sony is and how all this went down and how they were willing to just pull him completely. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this was a we will give you one more movie. You can use our properties. You could set up your multiverse while also setting up the fact that our universe can also have a Spider Man. That way the viewers aren't confused. And then we could do some Spider Man villain movies and like five years down the line or four years, however long down the line. After this movie, we'll recast him as either Miles Morales in the Venom universe or as Peter Parker or as whoever's going to be Spider-Man in that Sony-verse. It would suck, but I could see them doing that. You know what I mean? I just – I don't think they leave the symbiote in the MCU if that's the direction they want to go. That's true. So I don't know. I just don't fucking know. This would be so much easier if there just wasn't fucking legality – yeah, no, it'd be very. That's how I'm looking at half of it. It's like, what does Sony want? Like, yeah. Sony's not going to give all their properties away. You know I, what I mean? Ideally, Disney just buys Sony, and we don't worry about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, Sony's massive. I don't. They just buy the <laughs> rights back, which should have been done a long time ago. But I mean, yeah, they fucked up now. They made those too expensive. Yeah, and then Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness. I mean, evil Doctor Strange. What's his name? He had a special name. I don't remember. From the yeah, what if series. I don't know. So uh, just. So we're getting this clear here. Doctor Strange is the villain of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, right? But he's also the hero. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm with it. He was he was definitely the evil thing. And, like, he even there was, like, even a quick shot of, like, a CGI'd monster like he used in the What If series. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, casting spells and monsters and shit. Yeah. We get Wanda, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, and full, full get up. Yep. Um, we get America Chavez, who is a new character, but we see her with the other two throughout parts oh, of the trailer that? i didn't i didn't it's it's a different superhero who they're already confirmed like that they're introducing but she was there on a few different shots okay. um, with dr strange and wanda okay so it'll be interesting to see that character appearing i i know very very i know nothing i'm not gonna say little i know nothing about her <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see that character and i'm very excited for an evil dr strange do they kill off dr strange though is this dr strange's last movie I think one of the Doctor Stranges gets killed off. <laughs> um, it will be interesting, though, because I'm sure there's some comic um, um, inspiration with Wanda and Doctor Strange and how, you know, evil Doctor Strange. And I'll have to do some research there. Um, but it'll be interesting because you're dealing with the whole fucking multiverse and everything going on. And then he's like comes face to face with like a, a future Doctor Strange. 
like an evil future Doctor Strange, and Wong is the fucking Sorcerer Supreme, and like like there were some scenes that looked familiar to Loki in the trailer, if I'm not mistaken, like kind of that same cosmic energy. Like, okay, is that the timeline being broken, and that's why there's two of these Doctor Stranges in the same thing? And will Loki appear at all? Mm, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't interesting. I I love the fact that everyone probably not probably not that everyone theorized for the longest time that like Wanda was gonna be like after WandaVision shit like oh she's the villain of Multiverse of Madness. And then they just hit you with the full reverse Uno card. Doctor Strange is the villain. Well, I mean, Wanda could also be part of the reason why. Like, they very well could still do something with Wanda. They could. Like, it could be like he turned evil because he started working with Wanda and she turned him to the dark side. Whatever it is, you know. Want- All I know the dark is- side. So some some Star Wars shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda Maximoff is a badass. Yep. She's a badass character. And it's going to be fun. I Like I said, I love the Doctor Strange shit. And... This is going to be a lot of Doctor Strange shit. Hopefully, movie theaters are still open by then. <laughs> When's it? Is it March? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm hopeful of that too. It Ideally, we get to see this movie. And this is why I love uh, May sixth. Uh, okay. May the sixth be with you. Um. Yeah, man. This is why we love the MCU because it's like they they just keep you they keep you guessing. Yeah. Again, I loved the trailer at the end of the movie. I hope they do it from every Marvel movie going forward. <laughs> but they they just keep like we talk about Spider Man and everything, and we're now we're. we're worrying about his future and now we're talking about dr strange's future and wanda and well secret invasion is probably going to be a uh, a tv show but yeah i don't do you have anything else on spider-man or dr strange's potential futures after this film i don't i'm very excited i hope that we get some kingpin spider-man shit moving forward well i feel like there's a good story to be told there yeah you ruined my my segue where i was speaking of tv series hawkeye episode five um pretty good episode probably the best episode yet Yep. Yeah, you said there was two character reveals, did you not, or am I tripping? Uh, when we texted, I think you're tripping. I thought you said there was like two characters that might be in Spider-Man or some shit. One of which is Kingpin. No, no, I don't think I said that. I thought you said two. Do you do you got the receipts? Because I don't think I said that. I don't know, man. Um, obviously Kingpin is the the big reveal, and yeah, man, it was it was teased the whole time, and it was finally revealed. I don't know what I'm thinking of, Ty. I don't either. I'm trying um, to find this. Maybe I'm mistaking you with someone else. I don't know. No, I don't really talk about Hawkeye with anyone else. He's the big reveal, which is like, it's so funny. Like the way they went about it, it's just so funny because the whole series, they, the big guy, that guy, like you know, they kept using fucking random. So names. obvious. And then at and then they Maya's show, boss. Yeah, and then they show him on the phone. He's like, oh, it's Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> he just says, like you've known his name this whole fucking time. Like, who talks like that? No one. It's like, let's st- no. stay away from the big guy. <laughs> like, it's no just one. funny. They did it because they wanted it to be a good reveal. And I get yeah. it. And it's just it's just funny to laugh at now, TV-making tropes. <laughs> now, I will say, in relation to, to Spider-Man here, the reveal of Toby and Andrew could have been a lot better. Yeah. Just the worst reveal of all time on a, a shitty image on a cell phone for Kingpin. It's where you have to, like, squint and tilt your fucking head. Is that him? And that's the big reveal. Like, you could have done so oh, much Was that the more. same actor? I couldn't even tell. That's Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay. He was in the uh, credits. Oh, was he? So, okay, so that's 100% that. confirmed him. He tweeted shit out about it. Okay. Um, He's back. Um, Doing business with uh, with Eleanor. Yeah. Kate Bishop's mom is a villain, which Wait. explains why they got money. And ex- So Jack is Jack a red herring. I they really have nothing wrong with him, and he's the red herring where it's like, oh, he's – you know, in TV shows, they do the red herrings. He's the bad guy, but he's really not the bad guy. It's the mom. That's the twist. No, I think – I mean, kind of, I guess, if, like the mom being the twist, but I think it's just a situation where, like, the mom is fully aware of everything Jack does. Yeah. Like, she was – she's with him, and the reason she didn't ever want to talk about it with Kate 
mm-hmm. is because the mom already fucking knows because she's doing it too. Yeah. I didn't want Kate to know. Um, I the twist obviously is that the mom's also bad. Yeah. Um, but I I think the people who like quote unquote the cops who took Jack are just they're just fakes. Okay. It's not real cops. Okay. Jack's gonna be back and nothing's ever gonna happen. Um, but the mom's bad. Hired Yelena, mm-hmm. who was fucking fantastic. Okay, so that leads to my question. Ty is you know the mom hired well Kingpin. The mom hired Yelena, Kingpin, whatever. But in Black Widow. And credit scene, you see Julie Lee Dreyfus's character, whose name I can't remember, talking to Yelena and showing her the picture of Val. Her name's Val. Val and showing her the picture of Hawkeye. You know, whatever. So this lead, we've been talking about Dark Avengers. This the whole TV series seems to be besides Loki and WandaVision, um, but the other TV shows seem to be setting up like a Dark Avengers kind of deal. And we always thought maybe it was like General Ross or like that girl, like Kingpin could be be behind it all. And I know in the comic books he's had like you know teams he's put together, and that's pretty bitching. No, 100%. I think this absolutely feeds into that theory of him funding and being kind of one of the leaders, probably working with that Val character. Yeah. As setting up this team. Do you think so? Do you think they do a movie or do you think this is like a TV show exclusive kind of arc they want to do where then they want to do like a big movie on Disney Plus where it's like, you know, some of the lesser Avengers versus the quote unquote Dark Avengers or whatever they end up calling them? I don't know. Because I, it I, will be hard for them to make a movie out of everything they've set up in TV because only the hardcore fans like us would go see it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my dad's not, my dad's gonna be like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> like, no, yeah, I'm already behind. <laughs> and there's so many shows and shit you would have to watch to understand each character and everything. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that lends itself better to TV to where you can watch. And then if you hit a point where you're like, I don't know who the fuck this is, mm-hmm. you can go back and watch the other TV show and be like, okay, now I do type thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I, I don't think it lends itself well to, to a theater-released movie. Maybe they do a theater Disney Plus release. Like, it's a free Disney Plus movie, but they release it in limited theaters for people that want to go see it. You know what I mean? Maybe. I, I think a series would be great with something like this, though, as well. Yeah, yeah. Of, like, these villains coming together and these heroes coming together and all culminating in a giant fucking thing. I would hope it's, like, a six-episode miniseries. Yeah. I like the more the longer episodes, but... And we've been on this, bro. I mean, well... We're not the only people that say Dark Avengers, but like Screen Rant article. Yeah. Marvel hints Kingpin, not Val, is behind the MCU's Dark Avengers. Fuck yeah. Um, and like we like we said, they've set it up. Like you have the bad Captain America. Yelena, who's kind of like an anti-hero. I don't know what side she falls on. She could very well still work with them and be like the bad, you know, Black Widow. Um, whatever happens in this. What if Hawkeye gets like brainwashed or some shit and he turns evil? I don't know. Like just to protect his family. Uh, I don't think Clint Barton will... Not Clint Barton. That's that's the character. Jeremy Renner will ever allow that to happen because he almost quit being Hawkeye after being like mind controlled the entire really? first Avengers movie. Really? Yeah, he was not happy about it. Oh, I didn't know that. So I don't think him as an actor will ever allow that to happen. Okay. Well, but still, they have and you have She Hulk and how they do that. There could be Abomination. Yeah. You still have Wong who's training Abomination. Like, what's fuck's he, going on there? Is he part of this? Like, I don't think so. But who knows? Yeah. I don't know, man. Wong just showing up in everything. Yeah, that's just like Wong's going to be a big... He's connecting somehow. He's in Shang-Chi, he's in Spider-Man, he's going to be in Multiverse of Madness. Is he like the ne- the, the Loki of this phase? He's like the, the main villain, but kind of like not Wong? the big, big guy? Yeah. I don't think they'll make Wong a villain. I don't know, he seemed kind of shady. He's Sorcerer Supreme. He seemed kind of shady. On a technicality, but he's Sorcerer Supreme. He's setting Doctor Strange up, making him think he's going to turn evil, that way he can get rid of him, because he's the only one that's more powerful than him. Are they going to bring back that one guy that was trying to suck the souls of every sorcerer, or did they just forget about him and he's done? <laughs> just, 
You say soul suck. It just makes me think of the more uh, Mortal Kombat scene. <laughs> I'm just gonna get sloppy. That end credit scene of Doctor Strange. No, yeah, I know. I have no idea. <laughs> the guy who's sorcerers or what's wrong with the world. Yeah. I have no idea what they do with him. I don't know if he was in this trailer or not. He may have been. Yeah. I think he was. I don't know. I wish it was online so I could double check. All I know is this is going to be fun, man. This is going to be... It's going to be fun, what they do. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting. It'll be a good time. And I'm excited. I'm trying to see who's part of the Dark Avengers. Because you can have Annihilation be part of it. You have um, US Agent. Let's see. Dark Avengers. Annihilation. Abomination? Abomination. Abomination, US Agent. Um, I think... What? Didn't they set up a bad... No, that's just Falcon. They just set up a Young Avengers Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, they also have the Young Avengers, which they're setting up. Um, I feel like they've done a lot more to Marvel set up Young Boy. Avengers, but not Dark Avengers. There's Marvel Boy. Okay. Who's like a bad Captain Marvel, which they could easily set up. Uh, bad Hawkeye is uh, Bullseye. Is yeah. Is bad Hawkeye. That's His name's guy. Lester. That's the guy from the um, Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Haven't seen it. He's got a tattoo of a. He's got like a carving of a bullseye in his head. Oh, it's fucking! It's the one actor we like, who should have been in Artemis Fowl more. Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Terrible does, role. Does Jack become bullseye? Nah, I don't know. He's more of a sword guy. I feel like he becomes like a like a. Um, two Miss Marvels. These are the 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 bad um correlation. Whatever. Two Miss Marvels. Moonstone and Superior. A Scarlet Witch. Toxy Doxy. What a stupid ass name. Okay. <laughs> Wait, who's Toxie Doxy? I don't know. I don't know who the fuck Toxie Doxy is. We could have Gray Vision. Gray Vision. A Trick Shot. Charles Barton. Charles Barton. Why does that name sound? Clint, Clint Barton. Barton's son. Yeah. I don't know. No fuck. Um, a Two Wolverines. That's not going to happen. Two Spider-Men. That's not going to happen. Um, I don't know. Iron Patriot. Ooh. We do have Armor Wars coming up. Luke Cage. Scar. Son of Hulk. Gamma Mutate and Alien. U.S. Agent. Director of the Thunderbolts program. Captain American-like identity. Sentry. Schizophrenic godlike powered Avenger, Ragnarok, Clone Cyborg of Thor, Victoria Hand. There's a um, the Asian with hammer. Moon Knight. Moon Knight's coming up. Yeah, I could see him being like an antihero working kind of with the bad guys if he thinks it's for the right reason. Yeah, it's gonna tie in somehow. You have Echo coming up. How they do that with Kingpin? Like all this shit always ties together. Echo, People forget. Echo will probably be yeah. on the Dark Avengers. People forget all this shit ties together. This show is tying together somehow with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, and, it just is. Yeah, and then you still have the shit going on with the end of Eternals and Blade and yeah. Black Knight. Yeah. I forgot Blade. Yeah. Oh, my God. And we have Fantastic Four coming into the horizon soon. And then maybe not soon, but it's at least announced. <laughs> soon in, like, four years. <laughs> X-Men are going to show up at some point. They're already doing the fucking the Disney Plus animated show, so they're going to do fucking X-Men somehow. There's a lot. There's a lot. I'm very excited. And, you know, it feels like yesterday we were talking about Spider-Man 3 and all the other Spider-Mans that could come out of it, and now it's in the past. Wow. And we still, ha- I'm still just as excited for the future as I always am. That's my favorite part. Like, I love the <laughs> movies, but I love expecting the movies more than actually watching them. <laughs> yeah. Thinking of what could happen, and I like more than what actually happens most of the time. But it's okay. That's why when they, they need to hire us. Yeah, because when it actually happens, I get more excited for what could happen afterwards. <laughs> it's a never-ending cycle. Do you have anything else for Hawkeye? We got episode six coming next week, last episode. Yeah, I just I'm interested to see how much um, Kingpin we get. Yelena yeah. and Kate were fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was what I bitched about is they didn't have Yelena talk, and then they gave me a full fucking sit down scene with the two, and it was yeah, it was my favorite part. Yeah, she's good. She's a good actress. Um, Kingpin, mom's bad. That's all I got. Yeah, episode six. Again, they're finishing the series, so obviously they're gonna leave stuff open. They're not gonna 
um, completely wrap everything up in one episode. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it leads into a, a season two. Yeah, this probably. feels like something we can get multiple seasons out of. Probably. Um, but we'll see. Which, got, go ahead. Well, I just hope Kingpin doesn't stay like the Hawkeye villain. He won't. I feel like he's got bigger, better things he could be doing. Bigger fish to fry? Yeah, than, than a girl with an arrow. What's wrong with girls with arrows? Well, it could be the guy with the arrow, but I just think Clint's going to be out of the game and it's going to be Kate with an arrow. Okay, that's it. If you got nothing else, random Rotten Tomato movie score tie to wrap up the podcast. The last movie that Tobey Maguire was in, animated. Okay. 2017. Oh, that's recent. I mean, four years ago to be your last movie. Well, that's way more recent than I expected for him. The Boss Baby. He's the Boss Baby. He played the narrator in The Boss Baby. Okay, fuck yeah. (laughs) Um, Before that, his last movie was, um, let's see, 2014. Pawn Sacrifice. He played Bobby Fischer, one of the greatest chess players of all time. Okay. Um, yeah, he doesn't do much. He was in The Great Gatsby. Was he? Yeah. I've never seen that movie. He was the. He was not Gatsby, but Gatsby's cousin. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't do much movies, man. Got that Spider-Man or really check. TV series, either, honestly. He's in Babylon, which is in post-production. Oh. Getting back into the acting game. Um, okay. Got Olivia Wilde and Brad Pitt in it, and Margot Robbie. Wow. That seems like a big movie. That's a hefty cast. Jeff Garland? He just got canceled. His name sounds familiar. He's a guy from um, Goldberg's, I think. He's not going to be in the last season or whatever show he's in. If you look him up, it's going to be whatever his controversy now. I don't know what Oh, this guy. Um, After accusations of misconduct on set. Not great. Definitely not great. Be better, Jeff Garland. HR investigation. 180 reviews for The Boss Baby. 2017, hour 34 minutes. What do you think it got? Oh, 36%. 53 percent yeah okay i thought it'd be higher honestly because they've made so many sequels tv shows that just seems like a really shitty like yeah it's kids like it just keep pumping them kids can like good movies yeah but it seems like one of the shitty movies that kids like all right fair enough spider-man no way home though great film 92 and a half on our scale 95 tomato meter 99 audience again if you haven't seen it why are you still listening go check it out if you're just being safe because you're scared of covid but you want to listen to us talk about it fine some people like sports it's my third highest rated movie it was great. It was a great, fun, just fan fueled experience. I loved it. I'd blast. Ty, I got nothing else for you. I'd blast. I, I would s- go see it again because if you're here, you've already seen it. You better have. Go see it again. Help the box office, but also stay safe. I'll probably go see it again. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 